Hi, hi, it's Joy Foster, founder of Tech Pixies and the host of the Spark on Thrive podcast. And today I am really, really excited to bring on our resident life coach. Uh, Juliet was a student of Tech Pixies way back when, like 2000, we don't even know, 18? I think. Yeah, 2018. And so she came through as a student and then she helped me uh, with support and then you were being behind the scenes with uh, students going through various different challenges. And really one day it sort of dawned on us that really you should be one of the life coaches at Tech Pixies. And so uh, you went and got your barefoot coaching certification, which is what Teresa had done. And those of you who know Teresa and know we love Teresa. Um, and then Teresa has passed the baton on to you and you are now... Uh, the Tech Pixies resident life coach. I know. Wow. It is It is such a journey. So I want to talk about this journey mm-hmm. and I want to talk about you and uh, and how, uh, how you found out you were a life coach and the kind of work you do at Tech Pixies. So mm-hmm. um, let's start with your story though. First and foremost, this is also Pride Month and we're doing some amazing interviews with um, employees and people that we know in the world that are sharing their stories. So we'd love for you to also share that story if you'd be willing. Absolutely, absolutely. Where to start though? Where to start? Let's start recent because, uh, you know, with the with the Tech Pixies. So I've obviously, you know, had a few years behind me and I've had some adventures. I, I came to Oxford originally, studied anthropology and art. I spent a few years in Barcelona, worked in publishing, um, doing photo research pictures in Oxford and London. Came and went, came and went, came back to Oxford. It's a lovely place to live, small and manageable. And so then in context, 2022. So I'm in a relationship with Elaine who's marvellous. So that's the Pride Month kind of, I can be a Tech Pixies gay icon. And then in 2009, I had twins. Now, obviously this was a planned choice. The twins were a surprise, but um, the choice to have a a child or two was a choice. So we have uh, boy and girl twins and those twins are lucky enough to have two mothers. and that in itself, where we live, it's kind of absolutely fine. Um, East Oxford, it's a very diverse area, really, really diverse economically, socially, racially, all sorts. You meet, you meet everybody. So um, by the time my children went to school, I suppose about a year later when Joy's first daughter went to school. So I I met Joy at the school gates and Joy is a friendly face. I'm generally a friendly face. And so you kind of, you find those people who are open to chit chat. And I kind of knew about the start of Tech Pixies from the very beginning. And I was doing other things at the time. And my head was still in a complete spin from having twins. It was quite a woof. Challenge. It was a challenging and exciting time. Um, anyway, so I knew Tech Pixies was there in the background and Joy was always friendly. So we'd always have a little chit chat on the street, really. Um, and then 
I just came to a point at some point and the kids were a bit older and slightly more, um, I had slightly more brain power and said to Joy, I think, I, I think it's time for me to do Tech Pixies. I think something else, something else had changed in my life. I can't remember what. And I said, okay, that thing happened, which I didn't expect. Um, but it means that I reckon I can do Tech Pixies now. So I did the course and loved it. I was on, I think, one of the later physical cohorts. So we'd meet 10 of us every week. And that was, it was the great Tech Pixies thing, you know, a diverse bunch of us, all women, mixed ages, and we'd meet in this office building, which was very manageable, you know, very plain. We just had a kind of neutral background and we learned about social media, but we also learned about each other. And we learned about kind of network, it was a really subtle learning about social media, how to manage it, where it might fit in, but also supportive working systems. I think subtly we learn about very different ways of working and ways of being. And I really liked that. So I was just trundling along. I'd done the course and I did a bit of the social media support for the course for a month with I think two of the other students. And then a job came up and I thought, mm, that's my job. I really, really want to work there. I think it would be really interesting. I really want it. I really want to do it. I think I could do it. I think I'd like to, I'd love to do it in fact. Um, so that happened and I had an interview with Joy on one of the board. And, and you even bought a new dress. I did, I went, I'm not saying where, I knew, <laughs> I, I think I bought more than one new dress or one, you know, certainly a couple of new outfits, admittedly the night before. And when I was in the shop, I bumped into another tech pixie and I, I think it was one of cohort one or two. And I thought, well, that's a great omen. Anyway, um, so I was nicely dressed for my tech interview, had an interview with Joy and another, a board member actually, who had not met, but um, great. So then I was sales and support at Tech Pixies. And I've done sales before actually, uh, kind of almost unwittingly, I worked in an independent jeweler's shop and I used to help people find things that they like. That was how I put it. There was never any pressure on me. And also with Tech Pixies, although the role was initially called sales and customer support, I think, or something I think, like that. I think it was Tech Pixies Experience or something like that. Oh, yes, Tech Pixies. Head of, head, of the, head of experience. That's it, experience manager. But there was no- Good old startup name. <laughs> yeah, perfect, perfect. So I, I started doing, looking after, really looking after the admin, talking to people, working out if the course was right for them, welcoming them in, sending out nice cards. What a nice job. You know, you send nice things to people in the post, you talk to them on the phone. Um, it was, it's always been fun. We worked in Joy's front room, squeezed in all together, four, 
occasionally five, occasionally six of us, hours of fun, joy darting in and out, um, who's going to make the tea quick. Um, so hours of fun at Tech Pixies and then, you know, we'd have our meetings from time to time. And I think Joy, so I'd been in the car with Joy and I remember taking a call and Joy said, blimey, I couldn't be that patient. And, you know, to me, I didn't think twice about it. And, and with time, I did more and more of the phone calls of the just people who needed to talk to a human being. And I think I had a meeting with Joy and we were talking again about where roles would, you know, where our roles would, would fit in with Tech Pixies as, as changes occurred, as they always do. And I said, well, I think the thing that I, I know that I can do well and I do best, I think, for me and I'm confident is the talking to people the, and the listening to people, that bit as well, really important and the kind of empathy and sharing. And that was when I got on the, um, I did the foundation with Barefoot initially, loved it, thought, okay, I want more. I've, I've always been a student. Um, I've always been a creative and a student in my life. So whatever work I'm doing, I've always done printmaking, photography, upholstery, making, 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 um, gardening, whatever but also I, I I love learning about all sorts of new things and all this coaching stuff I just thought this is never ending there is so much exciting isn't out. that the truth <laughs> you're <laughs> into the world of a coach and you're like oh my gosh I can learn forever yes, yes but the whole thing is that each person is totally unique yes and they're a kind of some of the things that you learn, I suspect that it will all come back to some very, very fundamental things like listening and loving or respecting other people. And but yeah, listening and curiosity mm. and not being an expert, but being, you know, but informing ourselves and well, in my case, informing myself as much as I can. I'm I've, I'm following the, I'm loving the um, neuro coaching as well, Joy. You know, I'm, I'm reading about the brain and I love that it's also recent and yes, know, also ongoing. Yes. It's, it's, that's very exciting. But yeah, this whole world of neuro coaching, it's really, I mean, not very old at all, one yeah. to two decades and, and it's, and it's expanding every day. And we know so much more now than we knew, you know, even when you and I were kids, there's just, you know, when we were kids, the knowledge was your brain was sort of complete as a teenager, <laughs> and that was it. And you, you, this this lifelong learning, this concept of lifelong learning and and personal development was just, you know, it wasn't um, what it is now. I think, and and I I remember when I wrote Social Media Success, I, I said in there, you you would be forgiven if you didn't have this perspective of life because. In reality, a lot of the thought leaders in this space didn't, you know, have only been around for the last two decades. So, uh, I mean, I know there's some, there's, there's some, you know, I, I, in the learning I'm doing, there's a lot more longer term knowledge available, but most of it's written by men, most of it's written by white men. And it was pre-scientific proof of, you know, what we now have a lot more evidence of. 
right? With the neurological pathways and synaptic pruning and everything else. So I find it fascinating. And I love that you find it fascinating too, because, you know, that's one of the reasons why I think, um, you know, we've always, we've always loved working together is that, that curiosity, um, how, how do, how do things work? And, um, I, I recently sat on a coaching conference and someone said, you know, the word, um, oh, I don't know if it was the word curiosity comes from the word cure or cure comes from the word curious, curious. But what I took away from that is the cure is curiosity. That's the, the, the takeaway, you know, that, that the cure for any problem you have is curiosity rather than, you know, shame or, um, you know, uh, beating yourself up. It's, it's actually, let's get curious. Like, why is, you know, I was saying to someone the other day, one of the, my coaches had said to me, well, life is a spiral. And I really didn't get it the first time I heard that. I thought, I, I, I don't, I don't get how life is a spiral. That doesn't make any sense to me. But as I've been in this training for now over a year, I've started to understand that what, what she meant by life as a spiral is that we come back, we come back to things again and again, but at a different level. So we're, 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 we're going like, we might've had money issues when we were in our twenties, and then we're going to have money issues in our thirties and money issues in our forties, but we're going to be at a different level, especially if we're working on it of awareness. As we go through those things, we might have relationship issues in our twenties. We might have relationship issues in our thirties, might have relationship issues in our forties or fifties, sixties, et cetera. But the point is, is we, and we'll have themes that we circle back to, but as if we're, if we're ever evolving, we're going to see those themes in a different way than we saw it before. And then we're going to learn something new as we sort of work our way up the spiral and this applies for health and well-being, time and money, freedom, you know, um, love and relationships, a vocation and creative expression. We have these themes that we revisit over and over again. And there's part of us that go, why in the heck am I still dealing with this issue? And it's because that's a life lesson that you need to learn. You need to work through it because there's a reason for you having to work through that because you have a gift to give to the world that requires you getting through this thing. And if it's coming up and over and over again, it's because that's, that's why. So, you know, I, you and I have worked with, you know, many, many, hundreds of women, you know, because since you've been involved in Tech Pixies, not only as a student, but as an employee, we've worked with 750 women in our VIP group coaching program. We've now worked with over a hundred women in our self-study membership program. Um, there's some common themes that we see. And, you know, you and I have experienced them ourselves and, but we've also watched these themes play out for our students. What, what has been the greatest gift um, for you of doing this work? It has been actually the learning of love and unconditional positive regard. Mm. But I don't know how it fits, but that's my answer. I think it's, it's, it's helping women to realize that they have to unconditionally love themselves. I think so. And if, if I sort of think about, I, I love the open, the, you know, the growth mindset. That has been a profound learning for me since, since um, joining Tech Pixies and coming across all of that growth mindset and the listening, listening and... Yeah, just you can change what you think. You can 
you can find the right people. You can work on yourself. You can do an awful lot. And it's very, very subtle. And it's very strong when it you keep working at it and then it works and sort of like you said joy with a spiral I think things come to you and you might put them aside you work on it it comes to you at a different level you work on it a bit more you might reject it you might invite it back but you can do an awful lot with what's here plus connection I think that is one of the other things that is massive in Tech Pixies. It's the connections that people make that, I, I think those connections also rewire. I think our community, the support and the, um, well, the, the kindness and the helpfulness and, I've sort of got used to it, but I think if I was to step somewhere else, you know, there is a, often a lot of different stuff that I think we put aside in the Tech Pixies community, you know, and, and you can put that stuff aside completely, you know, the, the negative thoughts, feelings, whatever. We let them come up, we talk about stuff, we share our vulnerabilities, and I think that's one of the strong things in the life coaching is that anyone can share their strengths, their vulnerabilities and find where they sit comfortably with all of that complicated stuff. We yeah. don't know how it works, but it's, you know, it's, it's part of being okay with that, the not knowing. I like that. Yeah, and a safe space. You know, I think that's what we've provided is a, a hugely yeah. safe space where, and I think this goes back to well, one of the things that, that um, you know, I think is important for any company to have is a set of values. So we have the sparkle, supportive, positive, authentic relationships with women who are keen to learn and want to be empowered. Um, but we also have, I mean, I have my own personal values, which we encourage all tech pixies to come up with their own values. It's one of the actual um one of the weeks that you coach on, you have 12 different topics that you coach on, which Teresa helped us, uh, you know, really define and establish um, from perfectionism to imposter syndrome, to compare and despair, to, to um, negative feedback. Um, you know, we have a whole list of things, but we also have a few things like setting goals, reflecting, taking action. Um, and these things are really important uh, for, you know, making progress. But one of those other things that we talk about that's important for making progress is your values. Because if you know your values, then when you go to employ someone or you go to uh, choose who you're going to work with, uh, you know, you think, okay, well, these are my values. What are their values? Do our values align, right? So, uh, you know, and I think one of the things that um, I have developed, I, you know, I started with Tech Pixies Values. And then as we introduced individual values to the curriculum, I thought, well, actually, I need, I need to tap into my own individual values. What are they? And I had a, I did a, uh, and actually it was a, it was, again, I do a lot of my own coach, like I have my own coaches and I did a, a um, one, one program that really um, made me realize like, you know, what your values are is what you're focused on. So if you don't have a set of values, you're sort of all over the place. And at the time and still, you know, one of the things I realized, you know, 
for me, you know, I've been on this, this one of my big journeys uh, from a life coaching perspective and a neuro coaching perspective for sure has been on the, you know, challenging myself around the money mindset. I mean, it's been something that probably I wish I didn't have to learn, but now by having learned it and going through it, I can share that with other people. But I find that, you know, I, so I'm in this coaching session with this coach and they're saying, right, okay, I want you to write down 10 of your values, you know, all 10. And then they start saying things like this, which I thought was amazing. They said, okay, you have to trade one of your values, you know, to save a starving child. And you're like, okay, which one am I going to trade? Right. And then it's like, okay, um, the city of New York has been nuked. You have to trade one of your values to, you know, save or is about to be nuked. You have to trade one of your values to save the state of New York. You know, so you're having to trade your values, right? And so then it, the point is you get to about, and, it, and they build, right? It goes from like, like a son of a, I mean, it, it goes from a really simple situation, which is like, you know, you really want, like the house of your dreams is available. You have to trade one of your values for it. You know, it goes all the way to like, the world is going to implode and you have to trade your value for it. So what's the value you trade? And, and I, I thought that was really interesting because um, when we got to the very end, he said, all right, what's the last three values you have remaining? Like, you know, and I looked at my values and they were a faith and family uh, and uh, friends. Like those are my three values. I think it was something like faith, value, faith, family, and friends. And he said, and now I want you to notice that if your finances aren't where you'd like them to be. And your and finance isn't one of your top three values. That's that says a lot. And I was like, oh, you know, it's not on my radar, right? Because it's not in my values. And that was when I made a major decision to. Uh, in fact, I have a little sticker. I have a lot of stickers on my computer, but one of my stickers is "Champion of Financial Independence for Women," wow. because that's when I realized okay, I need to reset my values so that they are in alignment. So now I have, I have the five F's, right? So the five F's are faith, which is my top value, family, financial independence, right? Um, and then um, uh, fitness and f- friendship and fun, right? They're sort of like all together. So those are my five or six F's. And of course, my last name starts with F as well. So I'm going to go with that. But I I find the values thing really, really important. But one of the things that I realized from a personal level, apart from my little fun F um, values, is I, in working with different people from different backgrounds, and I think this is particularly apt with the Pride Month Mm -hmm. theme, uh, open-mindedness and non-judgmental, those two values are actually really important to me. Mm-hmm. And as someone who grew up in what would have otherwise been a you know a Christian home, but along the lines of fundamentalist Christian. Now my my family was not fundamentalist Christian, but the church we were at had some fundamentalist Christian views. And certainly the church I came out of in California had fundamentalist Christian views. So that was I I had to make the transition from someone who wasn't open-minded and non-judgmental to becoming a person who was open-minded and non-judgmental. And it was through relationships and friendships and uh, with you and Lisa and um, other people in my life uh, that I 
I realized that was something that was important to me. And I do think that is, you know, that is a value we embody as a company at Tech Pixies is non-judgmental and open-mindedness because you can work with that. When you walk into a conversation with judgment and closed-mindedness, which is basically a closed mindset, there's, there's not much you can do. And I think at the end of the day, open-mindedness and non-judgmental is the greatest foundation for love and also for that next level of transformation. It fits with curiosity, doesn't it? They are kind of, they're the same thing. And the the recognition of common humanity and and never-ending diversity within each of us, within the whole community and coming to somebody and saying, that's interesting. Tell me, tell me about it. Mm. That that is really strong. Just just listening, just finding out. Yeah, and holding space. Holding space. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that's the other thing we do. You know, we I talk a lot about it. I mean, this came out of the Dream Builder program, but this partners of believing, partners in believing. You yeah, know, yeah. like we are gonna hold whatever your dream and vision is for your life, we're going to hold that whatever you want. And we're not going to put our limitations on it, you know, and, and really we want what you want. (laughs) I want what you want for you because that's important to me. Uh, And, and, you know, I'm going to help you get, get there in any way that I possibly can without doing it myself. You have to do it. Right. So how did the program help you transform, but then how are you using that transformation to help transform others? Mm, mm. or help others transform themselves I should say the program helped me transform because it it said here's something you know I approach as many tech pixies do I'm of a certain age you know we didn't even have computers at school computers you know so so I got that I got yeah you can learn these things you can decide where it fits in your life and use it not use it but don't be afraid of it, just, and, and what you need to learn, you can learn. So that was a nice practical lesson. I love practical. And then I think the positive thing, you were very generous as an employer about letting people find their strengths and giving us a go at different things. And I think, and again encouraging the strengths you know and saying okay we'll let that bit go you know perhaps if you don't want to do that that's fine but this bit you're really good let's go with that um and then I think the whole the whole thing which and we come back to this again and again in almost every week of the life coaching we come back to what are each person's different personal values and what and how do they then make that into intentional goal goal is it's not fitting for some people so we offer intention values intention take a pause breathe reflect and you know then come from that place acceptance of what you're feeling and and moving with that so 
that's where I've, I've somehow I've learned that through these last years working at Tech Pixies, which includes the coach training, which includes the many coaching conversations. Um, but I, th I think there are some very, very simple, basic fundamentals that we all keep working on and learning. And it, yeah, it's the respect, it's the unconditional positive regard. And the, you know, how it fits with pride really is almost like, I don't want a pride month. I want a pride month for everyone to be totally themselves this day. And it's gonna be, you know, celebration of diversity, which is in everybody, you know, let every, so I, I stood as an outsider some of the time. So I can appreciate what that feels like. You know, I felt very much an outsider sometimes. I remember a conversation you and I had once at a bar about that. I remember that we were standing, two women standing at the bar talking about your experience in yep. the football changing rooms. No, it was the rowing changing rooms where, <laughs> yeah, I realized I was the only woman in the room that was straight. That's it. And you didn't yeah. have a coming out story. And I didn't have a coming out story. That's right. I couldn't, I couldn't help someone, someone in the, in the, in the changing room was saying like, I'm going to tell my parents and like, what do I say? And I realized everyone had a piece of advice except for me. Yeah. And we, we, we've all done that. Well, I've done that coming out many a time. So yeah. And, and, but you had, you were saying to me, like now, like basically, you know what I feel like most of the time when I'm the person in the room that's, you know, not like everyone else or yes, whatever, and you, you know. You're sort of, it's, it's one of those things where you're sort of invisible and you could be, or you, you know, nobody knows anything about what's going on with anybody else, but you feel outside and you are outside of that experience. And actually you do that and then you can recognize how other people will feel outside for different reasons yeah well that was and the other one the other time that that was really interesting was later on with rowing I remember thinking at, at Skidmore I remember thinking gosh I just never like I've never bonded with with these girls like I've never I've never fit in yes. and then a couple of years later we were all I was walking I was ahead of the Charles and I was walking down the street or we all walking down the road path and I run into the one of the girls on the that was on the team with me, and she introduces me to her partner and her female partner. And the penny dropped, and 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 she said, "Oh yeah, I broke up with so and so, who was also on the rowing team, and she was going out with so and so." And I was like, "Oh, okay, now I get it. Like I was not aware that I was the only person in that team as well that wasn't didn't have the same feelings for women, right?" So it was. It was really interesting to sort of not to sort of know I didn't fit in, but not understand why I didn't fit in. Yeah. And I, I think that fits with other many other, you know, many other forms of difference. We don't you know, a lot of the neurodiverse stuff is only being recognized, particularly in women and particularly in older women. You know, the, there are many people who say, I knew I didn't know, but I I was struggling with this. And now I you know, but it's kind of like I think everybody has some of that stuff and so your view on it is we should be proud of who we are no matter who we are no matter what you know what we are what, what we believe we should be proud of that well do you know what I think yes that is but also we should 
kind of love the not knowing. Mm. The I don't know about you, or I'm not going to presume that you're the same as me. I'm not going to presume you're different as me. You know, we've we've both got things in common, but let's just keep it open. Yeah. Let's allow difference. Let's allow what would be seen as actually a disagreement, but it doesn't need to be a disagreement. It's just a difference sometimes. Yeah. Like basically rein in the assumptions. <laughs> rein. Please stop with the. We, that's that. Oh, it's, oh, I almost want to say it's a should. Stop the assumptions. Um, <laughs> well, I, I just had a, <laughs> a very long conversation about assumptions with someone. Yes. And I think it is. It, we we do not realize how often we assume yes. things and you know and I think that's just it like well and that's just it you know with the in the conversation in the locker room the mm-hmm. assumption was everyone was this way or the my assumption was well I don't fit in but it's not understanding why and that's where that curiosity is okay why do I feel this way and what do I need to know about the situation in order to make it work more for me and the people around me? Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, I think reigning in the assumptions and just, you know, neutralizing the assumptions and just, you know, saying, I'm not going to walk in with assumptions. You know, it's like, like the, what is it? The zero tolerance rule. We should have the zero assumptions rule. Like that Mm -hmm. we walk into a situation or a conversation without assumptions and, and, or assume the best. Right. You know, I think there's the the other side of that until until proven wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have um, I have loved talking to you, but I also have loved uh, just knowing you. Um, you know, I, I think in the beginning when we met, you know, you always had bright orange and yellow jackets on and you've always had this gorgeous red hair. And, you know, I just you bring this beautiful um uh, energy to the, to, to the room, wherever you are. And that's what I've always loved about you. And I'm just so thankful that you're part of the tech Pixies community and part of the team and have been for such a long time. Um, you know, and you, you've gone through everything with me, which I just, you know, I just love, and I'm so thankful. Um, I just want to touch on one thing I think would be fun for people to hear because, you know, everyone sometimes sees a coach and thinks, oh, they're, you know, they're super confident and they're really great at what they're doing. And, and you are really great at what you're doing. And, but I want to just point out that potentially the concept of you being the, the resident coach was not something you had envisaged for yourself, uh, but we got you there and, and you got yourself there. And, and I want to just really acknowledge Teresa's role in this. You know, I, I had a conversation with Teresa and I said, you know, Teresa, I think Juliet's ready. Like, I think she can do it. And, and she's like, I totally agree with you. And it was like, all right, let's hatch a plan. How are we going to move her into this role? And, you know, Teresa really fully um, supported that. And having been one of our, having been a resident coach for four years, you know, um, to, to, to pass that on to someone, uh, you know, was such a, uh, I think she did it in such a beautiful way, um, in such a supportive way. But let's just talk about what it was like to sort of have that conversation when we, you know, and I called you from the camper van, which is my happy place. And I'm saying, Hey, Juliet, you know, I think you could step into this resident coach role. What do you think? Uh, let's talk about the emotions you went through and then where you are now. Cause you have, you're fully owning that role now and what that transition has been like for you. Cause I think people need to hear that. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I, huh, I thought, no, I 
can't run groups. No, I can't be at the front of the room, even on Zoom. No. And then I talked to a couple of people who said, you're, you're being mad. You know, where, how would you how would you not want to do that? Yes, it's a challenge. And I thought, yeah, I would be mad to not want to step into it. And with the support of Joy, who's supportive and positive, and the lovely, beloved Teresa, who has kind of really nicely supported me, mentored me in, in truth. You know, she's been a, a, a lovely, lovely person to, to help me along this path and to become a friend in, in, in that. So I think I had a, a, a hot, you know, it was a school holidays. I had to think about or to say yes or no, or shall I, shan't I? And I thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. And with support, with preparation and enormous, I was so nervous and so like, okay, well, you know, the worst that can happen is that I can say I've tried it. And at least I didn't just say no before. Anyway, and so I suddenly took over and I, we decided that actually it was best for me to take ownership of being the life coach lead rather than, because I've sat with Teresa on many calls and I might, you know, want to say, what do you think, Teresa? You know, you, blah, blah, blah. anyway, so we decided taking ownership. And that was really, that was, that was great, actually, because I perhaps wouldn't have chosen that. Um, but I kind of knew deep down that that was required, that I would just step into it, prepare, work on it, give it a go. Tech Pixies groups, they're beautifully, they're beautifully running. So you couldn't have a nicer bunch of people to work with. And I think, you know, we, we have new people coming in and they're, we, we work with them and they, you know, there's something, once it's been established, it has been established. So I've got, yeah, you know, it couldn't be a better, situation to to learn and to grow in um yeah so I'm really pleased I did and from this term as it were I'm doing all the three groups which now feels that feels good and okay you know I it's still an enormous opportunity for growth um but I think there's also something very strong about not knowing not being an expert and you know I might I bring in the the subject and a, a few ideas and then we do a lot of work with what's in the room and hopefully people feel okay you know sometimes we have some cameras on and that's fine sometimes people don't speak until they've been in the group for a good few weeks or months and that's fine or somebody's you know at work, not able to speak, you know, it's all absolutely fine. And then hopefully people learn to find their voice. And when, when somebody says, I've been coming to these meetings and I didn't have my camera on, and then I've been watching for weeks or months, and this is the first time I've spoken. And you know, that is lovely because that's the first time somebody's spoken in a co in our lovely, safe Tech Pixies coaching group, but it's the start of something more. 
and the fact that I'm just there to witness that, to share that, to, to partly to enable, but we're actually all working together as a group to, do, to enable that. I think that's, that's a real thing because I've always had the thing about listening to the quiet voices in the room. Yeah. Um, and I'm not, I'm not super confident. I'm not gonna stand up at the front and be an expert, but I've learned that actually growing into something you you can you can actually become you know who's to say I can't be at the front of the room you know if I do my preparation it's it's okay yeah I love it well <clears throat> and you know I think it was right after you fully owned it that we had a new student come in and uh she sent me an email in support and she said oh my gosh I love Juliet she's amazing and it was just like this is so cool, you know, that confirmation that, you know, this was the right transition to make. And, you know, you, you wouldn't have been ready to make that transition four years ago. You now are, and you have done that very successfully. And I'm so, so thankful for that. You know, it's nice to know that on Tuesdays, the students are taken care of. On Thursdays, the students are taken care of. That we've got amazing team members doing that. Um, but I just wanted to come on and have the opportunity for you to share your story uh, and also to, um, you know, for us to talk about values and the importance of curiosity and the importance of unconditional love. And I think we have done that. And, uh, and I'm so, um, I'm so grateful to you for that. Do you have any final thoughts on how someone might uh, maybe better handle a relationship um, with someone who might have a different sexual orientation to them. Uh, you know, I think that's something that, that people don't necessarily know what to do or what to say if, if they've not necessarily had that, if they've not, if they've not been open-minded or they've not been um, non-judgmental. And I, speaking from someone who had to make that transition, you know, I think I would have appreciated some advice. So if you have any advice for, for people who are um, saying, hey, actually, I want to be open-minded and I want to be more non-judgmental and I want to be more unconditional love-based, what would your what would your advice be? I would often mine has been find find the humor. If you can find humor in things, but there's something about just give it a chance, see, you know, just be open because you accepting somebody else allows you also to accept some parts of yourself people are so interesting and really you know it's fascinating all the differences and similarities that we have and I can't give advice if you've got fixed views you have to just keep them that you're welcome to them have them but I like the other one which is saying wow I never thought of that or ooh, <laughs> interesting let me think about that um yeah just enjoying enjoying it you don't have to be you don't have to know anything you don't have to be strict or judgmental I don't think it really helps mm. um just just see just see it's interesting I love it get interested yeah Awesome. Well, thank you for your time today. And thank you for all the work you do at Tech Pixies. Joy, thank you for being the lovely Joy Foster. And also, mm, Teresa, in a way, but thank you. And thank you, all the community, beautiful Tech Pixies community, really.
really. Yeah, we do. We have the most beautiful community. We really do. Yeah. yeah. Treasures all. So lucky. Well, thanks, Juliet. Thank you, Joy.